Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan Carson. I'm the director of Student Ministry Matters, and we are so thrilled that you have decided to join us as we continue the conversation about student ministry. Now, on today's podcast, I have with me Zach Lee. Say hi, Zach. What's up, everybody? And we also have a special guest that we're going to introduce here in just a moment. Uh, but we're going to be talking about something a little bit different, a little bit outside of what we normally do. Um, we have Jake Tyson. Jake is the author of a new book called Vigilante's Light. And we're going to learn more about that in just a moment. Uh, but we want to share about our partners. You know, we have a ministry partner. It's Central Baptist College of Conway, and all three of us are graduates of that school. And so it's just a, an important place that can make a big difference in your students' lives. So I'd encourage you to encourage your students. Let them check it out. Have them look at it. But you know what? You may be one of those part-time guys, even a volunteer that's wanting to finish up a bachelor's degree, and they can help you do that. If you need a college degree but don't have the time, the PACE program that Central Baptist College offers has a proven in-class, online, or hybrid course format and multiple degrees to fit your busy schedule. Now, we understand that you can't quit your full-time job, which is why you've developed a, we've developed a flexible format that has helped adults for 20 years earn their degree while working full-time. So if that interests you at all, I would encourage you to reach out to them. You can go to cbc.edu slash online. You can give them a call at the college and they'll talk you through that process. But man, it is never too late to get that college education. So we would encourage you to check out CBC. Well, as I mentioned, we're going to be talking about something a little bit different. We're going to be talking with Jake Tyson about his new book, Vigilante's Light. But to get to know Zach a little bit better and to get to know Jake, even before he shares about himself, I want to ask these guys uh, our question of the week. Our question of the week this week is, what comic book did you read as a kid or what was your favorite comic book character? You know, you can answer one of those. I'll start with you, Jake. Okay, well, uh, thanks for having me, Dan. Um, my favorite comic book character um, would have to be as a kid, it was probably, probably Batman. Batman was probably the big one for me as a kid. Hey. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you, Jake, did you read much in the way of comics? Um, I did, but it wasn't until, um, probably I was about 11 or 12 that I started reading comic books really. And actually, as far as superhero comic books, it was even later than that. When I was 11 or 12, it was all about the Star Wars comic books for me. And so that's most oh, of the comic yeah. reading experience that I had um, as a kid. Um, as I got a little bit older, I got into the superhero comics, though. And uh, and that's where I got my interest from. Well, I'll let my nerd show a little bit. I'm guessing those were the Dark Horse 
uh, publisher comics, weren't they? That's correct. Yeah. The Clone Wars yeah. <laughs> and the Knights of the Old Republic comics. Those were the big ones for me. Well, for you non-nerds out there, before Marvel took over, Dark Horse Publishing had several Star Wars comics out for years and they were great. Um, but I, I liked some of the direction that they've gone with Marvel. And so it's been fun to watch and and to read and to do all those nerdy things that, that I love. And apparently Jake loves a little bit too. How about you, Zach? Did you have a favorite comic book character or a comic book that you read? Well, we, we know from the last podcast I was on that Batman is my favorite superhero. That's right. But this is going to be a Chris answer because I'm kind of in Chris's boat when it comes to these types of things. I was more of the sporty guy growing up. You know, I was really into sports, played football, played basketball, I'm pretty sure I played like t-ball in soccer, you know, when I was a kid and anyways. So I, I never really got into um, comic books, but I, you know, I do remember going to the thrift stores like Goodwill and Salvation Army and going to that section and looking through them and going, oh, well, that's pretty cool. And then I moved on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, I've had... <laughs> I was an addict. That's probably the best way to describe my comic book uh, addiction in those early years, especially junior high, high school. And I, and I read them now as well. And so it's a lot of fun, just superheroes. And then all of a sudden, the world kind of turned big on superheroes. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. Uh, but man, we are excited to have Jake with us today. Jake is a, a graduate of Central Baptist College. He is an author, and he's just published Vigilante's Line. We're talking about superheroes because that's kind of the focus on his book, and we'll we'll get to that. But Jake, you know one of the ways that I, I love for our guests to talk about themselves and to let our listeners know about them is for them to start with how they came to know Jesus as their Savior. Would you share that with us? Absolutely. Um, so I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, My dad was called to ministry when I was about seven years old, and um, his dad was a pastor since long before I was born. So I was in church, um, you know, from the day I was born pretty much. And and my dad, like I said, was called to ministry when I was about seven years old, and we moved from Arizona to Kansas, uh, where he was an associate pastor at a church there. And then not long after that, about 18 months, uh, we moved to another town there in Kansas where he eventually became the head pastor of the church. And it was there when I was about nine years old um, that we were at a, a tent revival in a, in a neighboring town. And while we were at that tent revival, um, the preacher's message just really spoke to my heart. And the Lord used that message to make me realize that I needed him as my savior. And, and it was that day that I uh, gave my life to him. I love hearing those stories. Uh, you know, we often think of these great witness or the great testimony, rather, is that you have to have come out of this or come out of that. I love hearing about families who raised their children in a godly biblical home, and then those children followed Christ. It, there's something very powerful about that. Well, Jake, um, you know, we don't know a whole lot about you. I, I'd love to to know more about you. And so if you would just tell us a few things, I know that what I do know is that you've been a volunteer at the student ministry there at Oak Park Baptist Church, where Zach is is the student pastor. Um, Tell us a few more things. We moved to Conway when I was 17 years old. My dad accepted uh, another pastoral position at Grace Baptist Church here in Conway, Arkansas. 
And I was, of course, a senior at the time. And so looking for colleges, I happened upon Central Baptist College. And as we'll talk about later, I already knew that I wanted to write. And so the obvious choice for me was a journalism degree. And so I um, applied at Central Baptist College uh, as a journalism major. And then it was my sophomore year that I um, felt called to youth ministry. And so I selected that as my minor um, for study at CBC. Got to know Zach through that, through um, the student orientation staff, and um, through our friendship growing, we eventually ended up living together here in Conway during his senior year. Um, One thing led to another, and then when he uh, was called to Oak Park, he asked if I would uh, come and join him, uh, help in the ministry. And um, after some prayer, my wife, Jessica, and I, we were glad to do that, and uh, we've been there ever since. You know, student ministry can take on a lot of forms. It It's like Zach, who is full-time. That's his job. He's the student pastor there at Oak Park, or it can be a volunteer situation. It can be anywhere in between. And that's one of the reasons that we're here with Student Ministry Matters, is to help pour into those that are simply working to impact the next generation for Jesus. You know, the reason we've got you on the podcast is because of of this new book that you have just released. It's called Vigilante's Light. You know, tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So Vigilante's Light is a, uh, it's a superhero book, but it's a superhero book that's focused on uh, a Christian worldview. Um, So the main character, he is a um, a doctor who goes on medical mission trips, and while he's on one in Venezuela, he is captured by local guerrilla forces um, in captivity for a year, and then when he returns home to his city, um, he finds that he has these strange new superpowers, and he sees that his city is just infested with crime, and he decides that he wants to do something about it, and so he um, starts using his powers to protect his home. I love superhero stories. I, I really have. I mean, I think that that's been one of the the big things that's happened over this last decade when we've seen the rise of the the M, uh, MCU um, with Marvel and, and the Avengers and that whole line of thinking. Uh, but it's also on CW, um, just all over the place. And so it's a genre that a lot of our students are enjoying that they love to watch they love to get excited about they some of them love to talk about it while others you know they they could they want to go out and play sports you know <laughs> but i think the the cool thing about this genre is that it kind of pulls on both sides um and it's a real neat thing with superheroes how can we connect that with our students what what do you find there that is impactful as you're trying to relate to students as a volunteer in that student ministry? Um, what, what do you think it is that resonates with with our society right now about that that whole genre? Uh, well, there's, there's a couple things that I think. Um, first of all, something I found is really interesting is that even people who aren't really um, nerdy or who, who haven't like grown up with comic books, a lot of the times they still love these movies. So for example, um, before the coronavirus pandemic, um, at Oak Park, I was teaching a Sunday night class that we were calling Dig. And sometimes before the class, I would just, you know, talk to some of the students, get to know them a little better, ask some things 
um, just about that they were interested in. And even the ones who were involved in sports or band, things like that, when Avengers Endgame was in theaters, they were all talking about it. They were all so excited to be going to see it. And I think there is something to be said for that, that, that these superheroes resonate even with people who aren't, you know, typically quote unquote nerdy. And I think part of that is just because of seeing people who are standing up and being brave and doing the right thing. And that makes us, you know, uh, appreciate them because in our world today, you know, there's so much craziness going on that um, we want to, we want to see people who are genuinely just doing the right thing because it's the right thing. And I think that resonates with a lot of viewers, whether they have known superheroes their whole lives or whether this is just a fun action movie to go see. You know, you've talked about some of your history with writing and and that even at Central Baptist College um, is where you got part of that. Uh, Zach, yeah, I think you had a question for him. Yeah, Jake, uh, as you've already mentioned, you know, me and you got to know each other from being at CBC together. Uh, and I'm very thankful for that relationship because of eventually getting to bring you on at Oak Park. And I know if I don't know what I would do without Jake being at Oak Park. And I think we complement each other very well because where I, whereas I am the more sporty type, the outgoing type, you know, Jake's the more, you know, nerdy type. I don't want to call you nerdy, <laughs> but you know, you know, he's in the it's, comic it's books okay. and the superheroes, okay, exactly. all those things. <laughs> um, I, I love Jake. So you know, but anyways, from your um, experience at CBC and from being in the journalism department, I know I was in the journalism department for a short period of time working with the radio staff, you know, I always saw you in the J, uh, which is where the journalism department is always working, always uh, doing stuff towards uh, whether it was extracurricular activities with journalism or even your work inside your major. Um, But what are some things that you picked up from your journalism major from working um, in the journalism department that helped you Uh, get to this point of formulating this book and having this idea to release it? Having a book published is something that I've wanted to do for a long, long time. And so, like I said earlier, journalism was the obvious choice for a major. But there's a lot of difference between, you know, writing for a newspaper or writing for a news website compared to writing a book. And I I found that out pretty quickly after I started um, working on that degree. But I think there are some things that definitely carried over and definitely helped me. Editing would be a big part of that because being on the Tower newspaper, the CBC student newspaper, um, you know, first as a reporter, um, I had my supervisors editing my stories, uh, my my reports. Um, that was good experience because it taught me to, you know, they know what they're doing, just like I know what I'm doing in writing it. And so when an editor says something needs to be changed, something needs to be a little bit different, um, it's good to have that input. And that helped me in the book area because once I get started on publishing, of course, the publisher is going to read through the book and they're going to tell me what parts of it need to be edited, what parts of it need to be cut out for length or because it doesn't help the story flow, things like that. And so um, something that um, Miss Angela Weiser uh, mentioned quite a few times while I was at CBC, she always said, I will not be offended by constructive criticism. And she made pretty much all of her students memorize that mantra. <laughs> and, um, and so I took that to heart, you know, and with, with publishing a book, you know, I really did have to take that to heart because there were some things that I didn't really want to change that I ended up knowing that was better for the story if it did change uh, at the editor's suggestion. 
Um, and so because I knew it was constructive criticism, I knew it was better for the book, um, I was able to accept those things. So that's one major thing that I would say uh, CBC and the journalism department helped me with. Awesome. Yeah. And another question I wanted to ask you is, um, and you've given us details about CBC, but really early on and whether it was your childhood or your early teenage years, what was was it that really ignited that passion to start becoming a writer? When I was a kid, of course, you know, kids have their toys and their video games and whatnot. And um, but I love to read even from a young age. Um, I don't even know how young it was when I learned how to read, but it was pretty young. And um, I love to read. But another thing I loved was when I had my, you know, G.I. Joe action figures at, you know, five and six years old. I wasn't just like beating them together like they were two guys hitting each other. I was coming up with these storylines for these, you know, action figures I was playing with even at even at a young age. And and, uh, you know, as I got a little bit older, got into Star Wars and Transformers a little bit. And that's how it always was. Sometimes I would spend more time setting up this storyline than I actually did playing with the toys. And as I got older and, you know, developed out of that toy stage and got into video games and got into, uh, you know, other stuff like that, storytelling drive always stuck with me. And so I think I was pretty young, probably nine or 10, maybe 11, when I realized, hey, I want to do this for a living. You know, I want to I want to write stories that other people are going to read that don't just play out in my head or that don't just play out when I'm playing with my brothers. You know, I, I want to write something that everybody's going to read. And so that really drove me. And from even that young age, I knew that I really wanted to be an author one day. You know, that it's funny that you mentioned those early days of, of playing with action figures and in creating stories, even you know, uh, you may not have written them all down, but you were creating stories that were going on. I did something similar. I've been in photography since I was 13, um, but it was even taking pictures before that. And I used to have, and I'll show my age here because we all know I'm the old man on the podcast. Um, I took my original Star Wars figures um, from, you know, 77 to 84 in that range. And I'd set them up and I would shoot pictures of those with my camera. And it was just kind of funny that that you said something similar with yeah. your your stories. Um, that it's funny how kids and toys and play are so vital to kind of who we become. Now, my wife would completely agree. She's a a play therapist, and so she works with uh, kids and families and emotional things, all centered around this idea of play. And it is a, it's a powerful tool, and so it is something that can be useful. And and so if you are a parent or looking at being a parent, you know, just think about that. Remember that's some of the stuff that, that is going on. Well, you know, uh, one of the other things that I really wanted to ask and, and talk about in this, this podcast was how do we encourage students that maybe that are, that were like you who had stories to tell or, paintings to create or sculptures or music. You know, there is a, there's a whole side. If you are in the Enneagram, maybe it's, you're a four, you know, I don't know. That's my son falls into that category. And, uh, you know, it's that creative. Um, how do we encourage the creatives in our student ministry to use those skills, those talents for, for Christ? What do you think, Jake? That's a great question. 
this may be a little bit of a stereotype, but it's true for me. I know that a lot of creative people are pretty introverted. That's not the case with all of them. There are some very extroverted creatives out there. But my experience with a lot of the creative minds that I know is that they've been pretty introverted. So I think the first step is really getting to know them because this was certainly the case for me um, being in a youth group. Um, I didn't really broadcast my desire to write or my talent for writing um, to my peers necessarily. It wasn't something that um, I talked about a whole lot, except for ones who were had a similar passion, a similar drive. You know, my brother, um, whose name is also Zach, he is also a writer like me. And so we talked about that a lot. We only have two years age difference between us. At my dad's church in Kansas, there was another guy that we were friends with uh, close to our age. And he also had that desire and that creative talent. And I think that um, because of that introverted stereotype, but it also being somewhat true, I think the first step is definitely getting to know the students, finding out which ones, you know, may have something like that, because we may not even know, you know, whether that creative aspect is writing or photography, painting, drawing, whatever the case may be. The first step is definitely getting to know them, finding out that they have that talent in the first place. We've talked about it before is, is, Part of our job as student ministry workers is relationships, and we have to to dig a little deeper, um, ask those questions, and you know even talk to the people around our students. So if if we're having trouble finding that in, then then we talk to a parent, we talk to some of their friends, and then and look for those opportunities. Do you have any other ideas and other concepts with this? Um, I think that just supporting them, once you do find that out, supporting them in their ventures. So for example, if they are into photography, as the example you gave, if they have a uh, some kind of photography session going on, uh, Central Baptist College every semester hosts what they call um, Gallery X. And it's where yeah. photography students get to put on display some of their works. And so, you know, of course, that's in college, but even in high school or as extracurricular, they may have things like that, whether it's putting their photography on display or whether it's, you know, something that they painted that goes in a gallery somewhere, showing support for that, you know, being the one to show up just like we would show up for a student's um, basketball game or band concert, you know, mm. show up for those yeah. things too. Zach, let me ask you the same same sort of question. If you've got students that are creative, um, can you think of some other ways that we can help encourage them to use those skills and talents for for Christ? For sure. So, for me, as as my mind is thinking on that thing, my my mind automatically goes to creating events that would cater to those students. Um, so, you know, I think about a lot of my events, they're really geared towards games and sporting events and things like that. So that honestly, this is probably a learning, um, thing for me where I can draw from Jake and say, Hey Jake, what are some things that we can do for those students that have more creative minds and are not geared towards, you know, things like sports and stuff like that. But what are some things that we can do, some activities that we can host, um, for those students to be able to exercise uh, their gifts, and so that's that's the first thing that pops into my mind is figuring out. And maybe it take maybe you're like me, and you're like that sporty youth pastor that uh, wasn't into the comic books and writing and all that stuff. Well, maybe there is somebody in your church or a student that's in your ministry um, that is, and you can reach out to them and say, "Hey, what is something that you would like to do to have a lot of fun with?" and and do something that you enjoy that's one of your hobbies. So that would be a suggestion 
that I would make. I've got two that I think kind of line up with these. Um, number one, and this this is one of those unusual things. I haven't done it yet. I think it'd be something great though. Is have something called almost like a um, expressions or a worship hike, and you take your group out, and you've got some that are writers, some that are artists, some that are photographers. Um, you have them go, and knowing that that's what this is going to be, it's going to be that type of hike. We're going to walk slowly. We're going to sit, we're going to create, we're going to do those type of things and then share those things. You can do that through your church's Facebook group. You can even put on a presentation on a Sunday night or some secondary service um, to where those students can actually share some of those worship impressions that they've gotten from this type of hike. So I think that's one way. Uh, I think the other way is just simply engaging them in kind of the, the week to week ministry. So if they have a a talent for filmmaking, man, get them involved in making promo videos um, for your for your student ministry. If they like to write, get them writing and then encourage them to actually speak those words. So if they are a poet, they can do some of those things during your your weekly presentation if they're worshipful and they they fit. Now, of course, we want to always be sure that we're biblical and all of those things, uh, but it is really important to engage them early so that they don't go off to college and then leave college and think, well, I do my creative thing over here and then I do my sacred thing over there. I think it was Lecrae who said that there's no sacred or secular, it's all one. And whatever you think about Lecrae now, it's that truth is, is really a powerful one. And if we can get students thinking about worship, getting them thinking about serving Christ with all of their activities and actions, whether they are the sport sport kid or whether they are the creative kid, uh, man, that's really important. Zach, you know, um, as we get closer to the end of our podcast for today, let me, let, I think you had a couple of questions for, for Jake that I thought were good ones. So uh, go ahead. Yeah. So Jake, I wanted to ask you, um, obviously growing up, you as you've already mentioned, you know, you loved a lot of different superheroes, reading comic books, things like that. What are some superheroes that you have watched or read about that might have inspired you to create the superhero that you have for uh, Vigilante's Light? So the the big one for me is Green Arrow. Now, I'm not talking about the classic comics Green Arrow with the Robin Hood hat and, uh, you know, kind of... Um, rob from the rich, give to the poor type of thing. I'm talking about the the rebooted version that showed up on the CW. Um, that's uh, Arrow is my favorite TV show, and he was a huge uh, influence on um, on my main character Gideon. Now, there's nothing wrong with the classic Green Arrow either. I love his comics, and I've read quite a few of those. But the darker take that the CW puts on it, um, I, I, when I watched it, I thought, you know, this is very kind of gritty kind of realistic i've never seen a gritty realistic superhero who's also a christian so what if i could kind of Mm. put that spin on it what if i could take a character who was very serious had some violent tendencies and lived in a very dark and gritty world that's kind of realistic and make them a christian and make them be a superhero who lives out their faith you know at the same time and so that was a huge influence. Other ones might be 
Daredevil, Batman, you know, more street level, you know, not super powered in the sense of like Superman where they're invincible or Thor where they're the quote unquote God of thunder, you know, that nothing like that. My character is much more grounded in the style of uh, the more uh, street level vigilantes. So has Marvel contacted you about adding this superhero to the MCU? (laughs) I wish. (laughs) No, no, that hasn't happened yet. You know, it's actually written in the contract from my book publisher, though, that I do have rights. Like if a a film studio did contact me, I would have the rights to sign Vigilante's Light to a movie contract. Do I think it will be Marvel? A guy can dream, but probably not. <laughs> so there, there hasn't uh, been anybody that's contacted you yet. But uh, so I'm assuming there hasn't going to be a there isn't going to be a movie that will be coming anytime soon or in the future, at least for, not for right now. No, not for right now. You know, a guy can dream, and you know maybe one day it'll happen. You know, there is a movie out that was adapted from a book that was published by my publisher, Ambassador International. So it's happened before, but right now, no, it's not on the radar yet. Well, I, I just kept thinking as I was reading it and, and then knowing that your brother is an author too, uh, maybe you get another author and you, you create a vigilante verse, like there's the arrow. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes, for sure. For sure. <laughs> so it's so going to have crossovers and, and all that cool stuff. The Tyson Cinematic Universe. The yes. TCU. Yes, yes. <laughs> the TCU. <laughs> well, listen, Jake, I am thrilled that you've been on the podcast with us. We've had a chance to get to know you a little bit better. And to hear about your book, we're going to have a link to the book in our show notes. So if you want to to go out and you can purchase a physical copy, you can purchase a Kindle version, uh, whatever best suits your needs. But I'd encourage you to give it a read and then uh, go ahead and read it so that as you talk with your students, you can put something good in their hands. Something if they like to read and read about superheroes, here is a great something that they can grab onto and go, oh, that's cool. That's that's from a Christian perspective, uh, because, you know, as, as we watch these movies, as we see the whether it's the comic books or uh, other novels, that, that's not often the case. Um, but I hope that you, you've gotten something from our, our podcast today, listener, um, as we've talked about ministering and serving those creative students that are in our ministries. Um, it is it can be a challenge at times. We want to do the best. We want to show them Christ and show them how they can serve Christ in a better way. And so hopefully we've we've all taken some things from our conversation here that we'll be able to use. I know I have. Well, Jake, um, if someone wants to get in touch with you, find out more about you and find out more about the book, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, they can shoot me an email at jaketysonauthor at gmail.com. Or they can go to my author Facebook page, which is Jake Tyson author, or also my author Instagram page, with the, which is the same thing, Jake Tyson underscore author. And I will respond to any communications from any of those uh, methods. Well, again, thank you, Jake, for sharing with us today. Um, it is always exciting to hear how God is using um, those that work with students in creative and unusual ways. And I, I was so happy to to be able to talk about this today. Well, as we wrap up today, I just want to tell you, thank you for all that you're doing for students. I know that this last 12 months has been, it's just been crazy as we have tried to figure out what to do next. How do we love on students and show them Christ's love in this process? 
and you've you've stepped up to the challenge. And so don't give up. Keep working. Keep keep serving because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.